going on everyone? It's Brian and Jim here with Drinking Beer and Play a Game and welcome to another episode of the Power Hour. Yes, hello everybody. Welcome to episode 124. Thank you for joining us tonight. And speaking of joining us, we have a guest. It's been a little while. So you might have heard him on, well, a lot of different places. Could have heard him on <laughs> Thought Cops, Consumer Reports, a whole bunch of different podcasts out there. You might have come across his music on Spotify and Apple, which is his main bag. Or you might have seen a certain t-shirt that Justin Wang even wore on his <laughs> socials. So he is the one and only Slime to Garbage Main. Slime, how you doing, man? You're what's up, man. I'm ready to play a game and suck a dick, whatever it is you guys do over <laughs> here. Man, that shirt's going to follow me till I'm in the grave. <laughs> Not that I don't appreciate people liking it, but Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Did that shit sell out Like after it, uh, he threw it up there? Uh, I mean... From various right? avenues, like no, I mean it's just like it, for two weeks it was like super hot shit, and I'm not gonna say numbers, but I made off pretty good with it. But there you go. I mean, <laughs> that's that's the benefit of of going viral with a product in hand. Yeah. So what do you call? It? We'll be putting a post uh, picture up on here right now. Actually, Brian, I don't think you saw it yet, did you? Mm -mm. Oh you shit! It this way, it's gonna actually. Hit you. Oh god! Oh no! <laughs> Yeah, that's definitely a uh, Wang style right there. He, he would <laughs> like that. Yeah. Yeah, man. Fucking, I was uh, I was shocked that he he was fucking with it because I didn't re like I didn't realize how big of a deal he was until like he got the shirt and yeah. people like I put it in my story and people were like yo and I was like shit I thought it was just like Kevin and Grant's friend right. <laughs> so wait, let me cool ask you. Uh, we, oh, yeah. I'm looking at your shirts now, but I, but earlier you know been looking through your Spotify and everything, and you obviously have unique art. Do you do all that yourself? Yeah, I'm a graphic designer. Nice, nice. Not a lot of the cover art. I mean, like, a lot of, like, the stuff for the music gets commissioned out. I used to do it mostly myself, but I try to, like, I don't know. There's a lot of, like, artistic voices out there that are a lot better than mine, so I try to, like, reach out to as many of those people as I can. But all the merch stuff you see is me. That's awesome. Nice. So, yes, so it, obviously, I think it's uh, being artistic is just... It's interconnected, but when did this shit start for you? When did you start deciding, like, you know what, I want to take this a little more serious, go down this path? Like, wh what happened? With music? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I made music my entire life. Uh, I used to do... It kind of seems trite now. Like, it's like the trajectory for, like, a white guy in his 20s. But uh, I used to do a lot of uh, hardcore and metal. Like, I was in punk bands and power balance bands and metal bands, all that shit, when I was a teen. In my early 20s, and I just got fed up with like hauling amps around. I don't know if either of you guys do music or if you've been around music, but it's it gets to be a fucking pain after a while. <laughs> and uh, I'd always had an interest in rap, um, and I had my engineer Nemo, who I had started making music with initially, like rap stuff, like first dipping my toes in, and then my homie Vince the Messenger, who is probably the most talented rapper out of Canada or the East Coast, either one, whichever is easier right now uh the three of us just kind of started cooking together and since then it's just been the most the the, bi the biggest thing i say about rap like the easiest way to summarize it is like when you're doing music with a band you have to write a song teach it to everyone in the band get it tight perform it and then go to record it track it out all that bullshit so from the time you have concept to finished product it could be weeks months years but with rap like if you have a beat ready or even if you need someone to just like make it you can go from concept to finish recorded product and like i think that the fastest i've done it is like 20 minutes it's just True the most shit. immediate like get it out of your fucking brain 
So and is that more collaborative, like you and your engineer? Like, does he usually come up with a beat for you, or do you have something in your mind? You're like, hey, what if we put this together, and then you come up with the lyrics after the fact, or is it like inverse of that? Uh, it can work a little bit of both. I mean, because I, I got a big note in my phone that's just tons and tons of loose mm -hmm. bars, just anything I think might be like clever imagery or anything I might think would like work together in a cohesive way. Um, and I do write stuff like conceptually like this all all these bars will be for one song um much less recently but yeah my engineer is mo he, re he produces the beat sometimes but he's mostly responsible for just the recording mixing and mastering um a lot of the beats are made by you know just friends of mine that produce and are beat makers uh crime wave neighborhood arion uh fucking nemo himself i don't know lots of cats <laughs> no that's awesome i mean that's one of those things let me ask you though so you were in multiple bands, obviously music's huge part of your life. Do you find it now, though, listening to other music is almost like a part-time job? Because you're almost, you're, you can't even enjoy it regularly, like you're almost listening to it analytically, like comparing it to what you do? Uh, it really depends on what kind of music. I mean, I'm not really like, I'm always trying to improve myself, but I'm not extremely competitive with what I'm doing. Like, I mean, that that works for some people in terms of just, you know, a catalyst for getting them to get out of their get up off their ass and do it but as far as i'm concerned i just like admire and i want to like aspire to the things that i see other people doing that are like i i think is like cooler than what i'm doing or like or is on par like every time i hear a contemporary or a peer like succeed or do something i'm like that's fucking awesome like that just makes you want to drive to be as good as that you know what i mean mm -hmm. um but in terms of like listening to music uh, no i absolutely no, lose no joy in uh listening to music like uh this guy uh from where the fuck is he from new england is that is new I, this is gonna fucking completely lift the veil on my uh u.s <laughs> geography but is new england a state or just a section of states just a section, section. of states yep yeah, yeah. he's from somewhere in that god in that corner of the hell uh but he's a <laughs> uh, yeah joey he just put out a new uh ep called attention to retail and i've just been running that constantly and like i think a lot of other people in the same sphere as me might hear something that good with like that kind of consummate professionalism and go like, oh, like I want to best him. But for me, I just want to be like, I love this. I just want to listen to it because, you know, it's just something I'm so uh, submerged in. Yeah. No, I think that, I mean, that's generally, there's a, too much of a famine thinking when it comes to any industry. And I think you have the right mentality of, you know. What's good for one person rising up is good for everybody because then eventually yeah, exactly. they might hear you through him or something and you'll go, oh, Exactly, okay. and yeah. that's exactly how that works. Like a rising tide, man, that's mm -hmm. that's what it's all about. And this is the last, like, I don't know, I don't mean to continue to rant about music, but, like, no, the biggest no thing that I've n noticed, especially with rap music, underground rap music from, like, the time I started in 2016 to now, is that... It is an extremely small world because if you think about the scope of people that are making rap music in the world today, mm -hmm. fucking millions, bajillions of people. But then you think about, uh, you know, like a smaller core to that of people who are doing something within degrees of separation to each other that's like worth something like industry wise, mm -hmm. like the top tier players, like right down to the people that are just periphery to them, probably closer to like around 20, 30, 40,000 people, something like that, right? Once you are kind of in a network that occupies that space, you'll really realize how small it is. Because I live in a, I live in a place called Prince Edward Island. It's the smallest province in Canada. We have a population that's 
on about on par with that or, or less. And in towns here, even in the capital, like you can't go anywhere without seeing someone you know, or without seeing someone like, oh, I remember I went to school with your brother, or like, oh, like no, your your cousin's wife is actually used to be married to my uncle, like some bullshit like that. And it's exactly the same principle in rap music because I remember every time I've ever gone to the states to uh to work on some or to like network or play a show or anything you have the same experiences like oh your your friend produced that ep for you like oh i got to beat off him one time or like like oh you did a feature with this guy he used to be in my mm -hmm. group like all that kind of shit it's exactly the same thing so as long as you are active and you know you're staying up to date it's opportunities will just arise i can't tell you how many people i've met and started with that are now like buying houses off of what they're doing that's awesome man I mean, that, that's that's living a dream, and that's awesome you're there. But, you know, we talked earlier, so, like, we, we're used to dealing with people, you know, video games, beer. YouTube is, like, their main avenue. Now, for someone like you, who's an artist making music, what is, what's the platform you care about the most? Like, you're going to put the most attention towards? Um, I mean, probably Spotify. Just like the, well, I mean, just like for any... Um, probably any other contemporary like musician or artist will tell you that like streams is where it's at right now and that's where you have to put your focus and you have to like at least have some kind of working knowledge of how algorithms work which is like probably it's like definitely an applicable transferable skill from YouTube people mm -hmm. to like know what your circles are and to like stay within them because you'll know like Oh, if if the fucking all-knowing AI knows that this person likes this and I'm adjacent to them then they'll like this Mm -hmm. and so definitely that because that's where the money is being made right now albeit it's like typically pennies to the stream but i mean <laughs> you can still i don't know you still you still do fair enough yeah no that's awesome man i mean it I, it fascinates me like that that kind of we know how youtube algorithms work and they're not ideal for a lot of smaller people but i wasn't sure if they're a little better in things like Spotify or SoundCloud or any of those. I mean, I have no point of ref. Oh, I mean, SoundCloud is like basically a moot point. It's like a dead medium at yeah. this point, which is like, because I used to think about it, because like in 2015, 16, 17, that's where I would like go to listen to music. That's where I actively streamed it. Yeah. I can't tell. I upload there now. I can't tell you the last time I went to scroll through to find something new. Maybe <laughs> that just comes with age. I mean, like, they say well, when the you're like. always suck too, so. That yeah, no, and I mean, it's it still sucks. And they're trying to make it some kind of, like, a legacy institution now. Like, they came up with their own version of, like, the XXL class of, like, look at all these, like, hot new artists. And it's just, like, no one's even cared about XXL in three years. Like, what the fuck are you trying to achieve? <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <laughs> now, but, uh, so I saw you sipping on something there. It didn't look like beer. Looks like Mountain Dew. No, sir. <laughs> I keep, hold on to my, hold on to my punk roots. I'm still straight edge gold star. I got my... <laughs> Goddamn Fago Moon Mist. Fago Moon Mist. I've never, oh, yeah. I've heard of that. I never seen it here. I don't even know if they, we got it here in the states. Well, at least not in Philly. We don't. But yeah, no, no wicked motherfucking clown love in Philly. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> nah, that shit. No, that's like import or like it was for a long time. I mean, there's just like this. Uh, there's a new corner store that opened. That's just like some hole in the wall spot but for some reason they got that they got doritos like a bunch of u.s sodas like we're not supposed to have here <laughs> oh so i'm taking advantage of it <laughs> yes I, I'm, I don't know <laughs> so so no beer for you that all though nothing no i don't got no problem with it but yeah no beer for me but you you, you boys seem to be sipping on something yourselves i know you like to gab about the hops and the fucking <laughs> wheat and shit <laughs> dude it's like any industry as soon as you 
you hate it when you when you hear people talking like, like what the fuck are they talking about and then when you <laughs> do it yourself you find yourself doing it, you're like son of a bitch it drew, drew me in so jim oh, yeah pretty. exactly <laughs> jim what you got i am drinking the not a pineapple beer from the juicy it's a juicy double ipa from the los angeles anti-semitic what? J-O-L, Brian. J-O-L. They did it uh, South Park spelling. It's a little juicy to me. I don't know. Well, it's, yeah, it's got a little schmitz to it, but what do we got here? What's the alcohol? Where's the alcohol at? Oh, 8.5% alcohol by volume. So from the brewing company. Simple-ass name. Uh, let's see here. Hops, malt, H2O, Gary. What the fuck's Gary? Pineapple, coconut, <laughs> a brewing logo, and yeast. So My friend Gary's spitting it. That's what that Probably. is. Probably. <laughs> a little bit of eau du Gary. Tastes a little northern shit. So, yeah, I'm drinking this funky-ass can. It's called Das Yummy. It's some chick just licking. I don't even know what the hell she's supposed to be licking, but it's a key lime pie Shit, style. That looks hard. Yeah, it's key lime pie style sour ale with graham cracker, vanilla, and lactose. Uh, I don't know what the fuck oozle finch beers and blending means, but it's uh, from head brewer Rachel Howard. Okay, and this is six point five percent. I'm not gonna lie. It's not the best. It is uh, sour as shit. I mean, you get a little bit of the graham cracker, which is nice. As you drink it, it gets a tiny bit better. But uh, not my favorite, Rachel. You're being, a little, you're being a little nice, Brian, because your first sip before <laughs> I, the show, you went, oh, that's fucking terrible. Yeah, it's um, <laughs> it's grown on me. I mean, I'm almost on the glass. It's almost there. But eh, I'm not probably going to dip my toes back in this one. But, yeah, the can art is what drew me in. I'm not going to lie. That got me. So... Oh, yeah, no. Yeah. That's another big thing I've noticed is, like, a huge aspect of the market marketability with, like, micro... Because there's, like, shit tons of microbreweries here. Mm -hmm. And anytime I see, like, the tall boys or the cans or whatever, like, a huge part of it now is, like, just this uh, super uh, in-your-face, like, vector art style of, like, cans. Yep. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. And I don't know, like, how much that has to do with the actual like taste of it literally nothing, nothing. like i don't know <laughs> i suppose what i mean is like how how accurately it like associates with the flavor so that's what's funny. you know what i mean beer snobs will give you shit like because if you're a consumer you go through an aisle you don't know there's a million beers looking at you of course you're going to go to the can that draws your eye if you don't know yeah. no better that's going to draw you in and beer snobs will be like well that doesn't mean it's a quality beer it's like yeah but if you don't know the difference who who cares <laughs> Because there's the the polar opposite. There's the people that go really extreme, in-your-face art that looks amazing, like Jim and I have talked mm. about it. Then there's those that go for that minimalist style, and they'll literally just have, like, can o beer. Kind of like Jim. Like, that's super minimalist. Nothing yeah. wrong Black with it, I outlines, guess. Fine. But, but I'm no. like, okay, I, <laughs> I'm not going to pick you know, that up unless I know the brewery. Yeah, you know what's funny though is like between those two different art styles, you could definitely associate that with two different kinds of beer drinkers. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, the super stripped down minimalist is like, ah, oh, yes, I would like to put this in a, <laughs> yeah. a nice big like weird Stella Artois adjacent glass. Mm -hmm. Well, you're a graphic designer. I was gonna say like, dude, the market right now is so hot for people making beer labels. Like one of um, oh, 100 percent. Like uh, one of our friends, Hannah, who's the head brewer of Naked Brewing, she actually gets her art from a student that does graphic design and like they she does great work but that's like man brewers are actively always looking like 
graphic designer. And for someone like oh, you yeah, who has some, I, I love the art style, like you said, for your songs. And I know you said you did some and you had some other people. But shit, man, when you see uh, um, singers or celebrities of any kind collaborating with beer and then they share their art together, that's kind of a cool thing, too. Oh, yeah. There's actually a, a rapper from South Florida, Big Baby Scumbag, that had his own uh, tricks and cereal milk flavored beer not long ago. I don't remember who the brewer was, but um, yeah, I don't even know where that flavor tricks would have come from that's, uh, stylistically. Ooh. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck it would taste like. I don't even really know what beer tastes like beyond what it smells like. But yeah, yeah. I can't imagine that being too good. But yeah, no, that's what I mean. And it's like, it's uh, it's super attractive that way. It's definitely a lucrative option for a lot of young designers mm -hmm. and artists out there. Yeah, man, it's another industry just booming. So they're taking advantage where they can. But yes, no, let me ask you. So uh, we know you're into music. We know graphic design, and everything. But are you a uh, are you a gamer like Jim and I? Oh, you motherfucker! You best believe I am. <laughs> I, I wish I could turn this around without upsetting my whole setup. But like, I got—I'm looking at my whole wall of just like movies, figures, plush games. Like, not even the wall, just like a tall ass shell. Uh, yeah, no, I—I I love video games. Um, I haven't had as much time recently to play them as I would like to. But uh, yeah, no, my entire life. Like, I mean, if you, like, like you've heard my music. Like, video games are a mm -hmm. huge yep. part of the aesthetic and lyrical influence of that. Like, almost all of my imagery and wordplay if it's not like referencing film it's referencing video games or comics oh, yeah. like i heard a jack kirby line thrown in there i was like this motherfucker over here <laughs> oh shit yeah 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 that was a good one yeah painting villains like uh jack kirby or something like that mm -hmm. but yeah i mean like what do you call it? like your one song i heard earlier on lockdown like you'd mentioned we hacking and like you just spout off a bunch of ps2 games and shit like that oh you were on yeah the fucking detroit ripoff fucking scam track damn <laughs> yep. i forgot about that one yeah no that was just like a bullshit ass song um, but yeah, no, the re I'll tell you why that came up. That was actually a direct parody of like a style that's big in the Midwest right now that's like often yeah. called Detroit flow or scam rap or stuff like that. Like these super like high BPM, high tempo beats and people doing like these quick punch in bars that are like not really on beat. But it's like about the poignancy of like coming off the top of your head when you're saying it and just like the absurdist element to it. And a lot mm -hmm. of like the reason it's called scam rap is that like they're talking about like I don't know, like trading crypto and like cracking people's visas and like <laughs> I heard crypto all that kind a of couple times. I was like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if he's going real deep in nerd culture. If he's got a bit he's trying to hit with this song or not. So no, it did, big time bit, song. huge bit. And that's what I mean. It's just like I don't know, fucking, you know, my head for my ass when it comes to any of that stuff. I don't even want to try to. But I think it would, like it would just be funny to get, hear a guy get on a track and be like, I got in the SD card to put homebrew on my Wii, like that kind of shit. <laughs> but yeah, no, big time. I love video games. What uh, what have the lads been playing recently? Dude, so we uh, well. As of this podcast, potentially by the end of this week, we'll have that review out for shit-ass Mortal Kombat uh, mythologies, Sub-Zero, that, <laughs> that fucking game. But no, we finished out all of the Mortal Kombat spinoffs, so I finished that, and um, I, I play a shit ton of Dead by Daylight, and I still have been. Yeah, yeah, um, my girlfriend loves that game. Dude, it's, it's one of the, it's funny, like... I don't know if she experiences it, but goddamn, you get people so butthurt if they lose. And I've never gotten messaged so much than I did. <laughs> and I love when I'm on stream and people will be dropping, like, every terrible thing they can. And I'm like, you know you're being streamed right now, right? And they're like, fuck you. But, like, you know you're caught in real time. <laughs> yeah, like, 
it, that game obviously but i'm a i'm a diehard horror fan so um, oh yeah bro well, i can see all that shit behind yeah, you, you see, yeah. yeah and i mean same here like i love exploitation and like all that old mm-hmm. shit yeah, but uh, the the only other game I tried recently, and I don't know if either of you tried it. It, it was like 2016. It was called Murdered Soul. Uh, fuck. Uh, um, the fucking Ellen the, Page game. Ellen no, no, Page no, no, no. It's, it's oh, the one where you're the detective and you're solving your own murder. Like, wasn't you, that like a? It was like had something to do with Heavy Rain. Like it was like in the same universe as it. Kind of like that. Like, uh, yeah, it's like murdered soul survivor, soul suspect, or something. To yeah, that. I remember the one. I know the one you're talking about. Yeah, like, I I just like investigation games, and my wife is all in a true crime, so I was like, oh, this seems like it would be interesting. I just mm. start that. It's interesting is the best I'll give it right now. I would give it a try, but I don't know. But what about you guys? What you been playing? Slime, go ahead, man. You first. Uh, motherfucking what I've been playing. Um, I feel like I'm constantly in in some way just playing uh, Mega Man Battle Network 3. I'm just taking nice. really long breaks in between. That's my favorite game also. Like, just like the ready answer I have is like, if I don't have to think about it, that's my favorite game. Just because I think that had like the biggest impact on me just in terms of like realize because like i it's kind of a tough nut to crack for a lot of people because it's such an anime game but i through some miracle it ended up playing that before i'd watched any anime so that was like my introduction to that scope of media uh but yeah like it just kind of like introduced video games to me as like a narrative thing more so than i would say like anything like pokemon or zelda even did of just like how long and like how long a cutscene can be and it doesn't feel like boring and as like a kid i just want to skip through it like i want to read it and get it mm-hmm. um but yeah i've been playing that here and there uh i just got a new gaming pc so i've been running follow three a little bit just going back through that nice. for the first time in years uh, and i'm constantly picking at tetris 99 and pokemon snap oh shit yeah pokemon yeah. snap is a free update today i forgot about that Nice, nice. I like okay. the new one. I heard a bunch of people were like, yeah, it's like the old one again. It's like, is now what you wanted? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, but but that's what I mean. Bro, it's like the old one, but tenfold with way more shit to do. <laughs> oh, okay, good. Oh, it's sick. Yeah, like, as where the old one, you could run that in probably, like, what, like a few hours or less than that. Like, this one is like, oh, my God, man. Yeah, you just, you will always go back. There's such a great incentive to, like, re-explore areas and retread ground. I, I wrote a I wrote a review for it for Hard Drive. Nice. That's awesome. And also, make sure to check him out on HardDrive.net, too. So, Yeah, all the links are below. But, but no, Slime, I, I wanted to ask article. you. I was like, wait, wait, wait a second. Like, before I knew that, I was like, you doing that. I was like, oh, wait, it's another one. God damn it. <laughs> Got his ass. Now, Slime, let me ask you. You're playing through Fallout 3. You haven't played in a while. Are you, now that you're doing it on PC, are you doing it modded or vanilla? I mean, I've never touched any of the mods for it. I've thought about, like, trying to run um, some of those. Because like, people make entire games out of 3 and New Vegas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've been tempted to try, because they recently finished the Frontier, whatever the one is um, for New Vegas, where it's like they go to Alaska or some yep. bullshit like that. I have that downloaded. I haven't even tried to install it yet. But, yeah, this is the first time going back through it on PC, because I played it originally on 360 and, like, 2013 or 2014 or something like that like well past when you're like supposed to have played like your fallouts and shit like that um but yeah it is significantly slower than i recall it a lot of green (laughs) and gray and black and just shit moving in a snail's place snail's pace and i'm i'm still having fun but it's like damn this is a burn a a, a slow burn yeah dude going back to that jim and jim and i are the same way we we love bethesda games but we play them years after 
and Fallout 3, like, that was one of those games that introduced me to, really, RP. That was my RPG, like, really getting me into that shit. But, oh, yeah, yeah, going back, dude, going through the tunnels. Oh, my God. And so, you're like, yeah, All right, I just did enough. <laughs> I just did the ant mission, and I'm just like, these oh, no. motherfuckers. Yeah, not even that it's, like, particularly tough, but it's just, like, such a, like, slog to, like, go back through. And just, like, I don't know, I'm not looking forward to, like, clearing the Metro of Ghouls again, but. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> now, what do you call it? with the uh, with the Mega Man Battle Network series? That's like the forgotten like offshoot of that. Like they had like six games in, like the GBA days, and then like it just went away and never came back. They it went away because like so many things. Tragically, it was a much bigger deal in Japan. They made a and a good honest college try for it in the West, but it's just. It, I think it's just not to sound like I'm some like fucking auteur of of dumbass Game Boy Advance games, but it was like too inaccessible. For a lot of the mm -hmm. West, just, like, it's too high concept. Because, like, when you think about it, like, you're controlling Lan, who was controlling Mega Man, who was playing his own video game. And it's right. just it, it, it's just too weird of a concept to try and sell to kids. Because, like, even they won't really get it. It's not as simple as, like, I have a little guy that's for me. It's like, no, you have a guy who has his own guy. And that guy exists in the <laughs> internet. Like, yeah. <laughs> Which yeah, is tragic, it's because like it's... Digimon was like as far as you could go. You'd be like, you can go into the game, and then, but you still have to have a little friend. You can't be going into the game and then controlling a friend who's controlling the game. That kind of deal. Yeah, that exactly. And I think we can, I don't know if we can all agree on it, but I think like as far as, you know, the collectible monster series are go, like I like Digimon a lot more than I like Pokemon, but we, can, we definitely know who came out winning in that clash. Mm -hmm. Just because, and it's solely yeah. because like Pokemon had Nintendo behind it, and it's a lot more accessible. It's like you are a guy, and you have a little animal. Not like you're a guy who goes into the internet, and you have an internet animal that's made it of code. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly right. Yeah, sometimes you get a little too meta with your delivery, and only the hardcores are going to care about it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What about you, Chambers? What you've been playing, if you're uh, allowed? Son of a bitch. But <laughs> when I am allowed. Uh, actually, I have been playing a lot of... So I just did my that 32X collection video. So I'm doing the same thing now, but with my TurboGrafx-16 games. So going through all of them, collecting, you know, half hour, hour footage for each one. If I can beat it, I can, but most of them I can't. But, so, you know, it's a good way to sit down and, like, spend a lot of time with some of the ones I've only breezed through before. And then it's, like, hitting a lot of the Patreon things. So Darkwing Duck, finally sitting down and putting some time to that. That'll be the next Patreon review we do. And like Brian said, with all the Mortal Kombat stuff. So it hasn't been really a lot of like leisure playing. It's just been a lot of like, you know, all right, this project, this project, this project, that kind of shit. Good. Keeps you from playing all those stupid shit games. What, what stupid shit games? <laughs> titty pinball? Like, you like titty your, pinball he your hentai, titty your titty pit pinball. Senran Kagura Peach Ball. Oh, say, shit. Yo, man, I got a damn Sonico mouse pad coming in the mail tomorrow. Oh, man of taste. Yes, sir. No. My G. <laughs> now, what's... Is Peach, Peach Ball's pinball? I'm only familiar with their, uh, the Splatoon clone, which is like the Peach Beach, whatever the fuck. Oh, yeah, yeah. Peach Ball's the pinball spinoff. So, like, I'm a big uh, video game pinball guy, so... I was like, I never really played Saren so I was like, eh, anime titties and pinball. I don't know if I'm going to like this one. <laughs> Nothing here really appealing. Yeah, it's a real toss-up. <laughs> Damn it, Jim. What? <laughs> but yeah, that's been yeah, that's been pretty much it for the most part. So just going to try and bang out a lot more projects in the meantime. Nice. Nice. Um, but Jim, you threw something up here, and, and we should give a special shout-out to one of our buddies, speaking of games, and something I'm sure we'll be playing once 
we can get it. And speaking uh, of patrons, too. Yeah. Our good so, buddy, the Retro Room Roo. So, uh, for those out there, you might know him as the guy... Actually, he's been blowing up a lot lately. He's been on, like, videos done by Boogie and John Riggs and a bunch of other people. Uh, Stephen Wright just had him in there, so... Uh, he's coming out with a new game called, so his old game is, uh, quest arrest, which was a, like kind of a ha- fan hack of Pokemon, but way more adult themed. We can put it that way. <laughs> so now he's coming up with a brand new original, um, Pussymon. <laughs> he's working on that just for me. That was a special request, but, uh, he's working on a new game called gelatinous. So, which is going to be like a straight up old school game boy action platformer. He's working on it with a buddy of ours, Longy Long. So they actually just launched their Kickstarter. Uh, you can check out their page. You can sign up for the mailing list. So it isn't live yet, but definitely check it out. I've seen some screenshots of it through development, and it's looking pretty awesome. So I'm not just saying that because he, you know, throws us a few shekels here and there, but because he's a good dude, so he makes quality shit. So make sure to check that out. No, yeah, I was not- checking that out earlier yeah. in the um, uh, in the the drive link or the um the google doc or whatever that looks really cool it's like definitely like a a, a fresher take on the metroidvania stuff uh mm-hmm. which is crazy considering how close of a return to form it is that I, it does genuinely feel fresher yeah and i do have to love the little nod to the castlevania cover oh yeah from from the artwork on it i love that so oh yeah so yeah no what what it, it's really coming along and they actually have their first like demo build now and like a little prototype cartridge so coming up quick that's awesome so definitely keep an eye out for that I'll, pro- I'll be ordering it once it goes live so the man does good shit so jim before we hop into our patreon questions let me first give a big thank you to michael soto and leo for signing up we really appreciate you guys uh make sure get your questions in and get your game requests in if you're at that tier so we once again really appreciate it guys yeah for sure please check your messages get us your rewards because we don't want to feel like we're just robbing people here we try right. damn it <laughs> so, all right, but so uh, what we got from our awesome patrons? All right, patreon.com slash drink a beer and play a game, where for as little as $2 per month, you can ask a question and we'll answer on each and every single one of these Power Hour podcasts. So, first up from Game Whisperer Dean If Taco Bell opened up a gaming division, which gaming franchise would they resurrect and why? <laughs> um, Pepsi Man? I don't know. When he said gaming division, do you mean like taking like the KFC like gimmick route? Oh, where they're like, thing. we're going to have a raspberry pie that you can put chicken grease in. <laughs> I'm glad you just said that, by the way, because we were t- we talked about that before. I want to know where the hell that thing is. And I want to know. That shit ain't real, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they mother- got you. Oh, motherfucker. No, <laughs> man, I have no idea. I would doubt if it's fucking real. Like, no, like whoever, I don't know what the what the FDA version of consoles is, but they they would not let that go on the market. Like, yeah, put put food, put something flammable in this thing that generates heat. Well, you just Fuck keep off. it warm. You're not keeping heating up from scratch. You're not gonna go yeah. have a small grease fire, not a big. Yeah, so so a Twitter ad would tell you. <laughs> the only thing I'll say, slime, is. Nintendo convinced people to buy cardboard. That's, you know, there there's stupid shit that people buy all the time. So would I believe someone would try to buy something that keeps your fried chicken warm while you're playing a game? I'd believe it. Jim Only buys stupid shit all the time. Yeah, that's right. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Speaking of moving my camera and fucking up uh, my setup over here, you could see the walls and endless bullshit on the ground right now. My, my big game is a disaster out here right now. So <laughs> I'm a sucker. But, yeah, and to answer the question, uh, maybe they can, like, get, like, the old Cool Spot games, but somehow, 
don't know. Mountain Dew needs like a Baja Blast mascot. So make yeah. they need to make a mascot to make a platformer that's like Cool Spot. That's what they need to do. Because Taco Bell is like they're they're like a Pepsi establishment, right? Yes, yeah. they are. Yep. They fall under Yum Foods, like and all that shit. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, probably Cool Spot, but I could also like honestly, the only thing I could see is them tapping into like the Kickstarter, GoFundMe, like sixteen bit reboot shit, where they're like. Hey, we got a console and we're reviving the, the Yokiero dog or whatever. Just going to make like a dog shit platformer with it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they would really revive anything. Uh, do a Metal Gear Solid clone with the dog sneaking around getting people <laughs> Taco Bell. Like old Sneak King from the Xbox 360. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like the shit that came in the box. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know, man. They probably have some remnants of whatever division was responsible for outsourcing that. I Would it be? Well, it's definitely not too soon. But uh, just do the old... Um, frogger and do it with the chihuahua dog that got hit by the car <laughs> yeah no it's a perfect test <laughs> good one dean always making us think outside the box <laughs> next up from burn retinas during the seventh gen companies like rockstar and capcom have used games like bully and dark sector as litmus tests for their game engines on bigger projects like gta and resident evil mm-hmm. but do games like uh those two deserve a chance at establishing a new franchise with sequels you goddamn right they do. They really I mean, did. I was going to say, Bully They remastered is, Bully yeah, for, like, bu- every series since then. Like, that was a yeah, PS2. Yeah, but that's what I... Exactly, but that's fucking... Like, that's meaningless at this point. That's like re-releasing yeah. Skyrim. Like, give us something new. We yeah. only have one game of this thing that people are obsessed with and invest yeah. themselves in and, like, love the world of. The same thing with every Rockstar game. It's mm-hmm. like a perfect period piece. Like, why would you not? Yeah, and Bully, obviously, you just do him going to college. Or, you, you know, you just do the next step of, like, that was such a well-received game. And that was a game I, I slept on a long time. Played it many years after, and I was like, god damn, this really is really good. Yeah, so, it's so tuned in. Yeah, so I absolutely think they should. And I think it's unfortunate, because obviously they're going to focus their energy only on GTA or Red Dead, and that's going to be it. But yeah, Bully is a deserving candidate to get some some love who knows if we'll ever see it then again because of how it was back in the day i don't know if they'll get away with the same sense of humor and everything nowadays and oh certainly will dude rockstar rockstar is like quentin tarantino yeah for games (laughs) in the sense that like they're now at such a legacy position that they could put whatever they thought would have been funny now as they would have thought was funny in like 2013 or whenever gta 5 come Mm -hmm. out like they will automatically get that pass I would and it will it. buy too. Like it'll sell. Like it's yeah, not, exactly. not going to sell. Yeah. And even if they don't, like, I don't think they've ever shied away from controversy. There's no such thing as bad press, boys. <laughs> this yeah, is right? true. Actually, yeah. speaking of, I got to hit on something real quick. So why did like a town manager or something call you uh, Slim the Garbage Man in like some <laughs> kind of like uh, yeah like man. official statement or some shit? Like what did you do? No, yeah, though he's he's pulling the Nardwar on me. God damn. Um, <laughs> no, that's like I don't know. It's some local MLA who uh, I had done a show with the uh, the gentleman I had mentioned earlier, uh, Nemo and Vince the Messenger, uh, at a local spot. And I guess he was in the crowd, and uh, as as local folks often like to make a habit of doing, just absolutely slaughtered my name. For some reason, <laughs> got brought up in like a publicly streamed hearing. A friend of mine that like works close to that, he sent this to me. He's like, dude, check this out. So I, have no I was idea at this exactly Slim Man Garbage was. show, and it was fantastic. Yeah. And I had a good night. Uh, Slim the Garbage Man was like, uh, man, even you had time to look that up after. <laughs> Those silent E's get you. 
<laughs> I couldn't tell you, but I did see that guy not long after. I gave him the little, the little <laughs> right hand salute. Nice. <laughs> All right, next up from Gamer Astral. Uh, Power Hour featuring Alex Jones when? God, I could only wish. <laughs> Jim, God, get no. whoring. Oh, I'll whore. <laughs> I'll just tell him the Globos are being channeled through our show, and he has to come stop them. I want to see him burst through the wall like the Kool-Aid man doing that shit. <laughs> Jim, I did just catch three frogs in my pool earlier, so, you know. Oh, Brian. You're going to back time, him buddy. up, make him gay? Yep, exactly. Yes, you better believe. Alex, you're right. What? Ah, <laughs> uh, God. That would be good. I mean, you can't go wrong. Ratings, ratings, ratings. Yeah. But next up, from Alex Perez. Any upcoming movie releases that for the rest of 2021 that you are looking forward to? Got to go with Ghostbusters and Jackass Forever on my end. Hmm. Uh, what about you, Slime? Anything you can think of? Uh, I mean, nothing against your patrons, but I can't think of any two things I'd want to see less. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to open up. If we, as long as we're touching on Ghostbusters, when the fuck did it get unanimous, unanimously decided that that is like a high fantasy, like action fucking franchise? Because they, they played that like it's like Lord of the Rings or some shit, bro. Like, imagine if they did that for Meatballs or something that was like of the same caliber. Yeah, no, it. It's taken on a weird life of its own. I, I think, unfortunately, you'll see a lot of shit from the 80s get that treatment. But while, while you're thinking, I mean, my easy always go-to are uh, at the end of the year when the new Resident Evil movie comes out, Halloween Kills. and uh, the Yeah, new, that's for me too. Yeah. yeah, and the new Candyman, which actually comes out, I think, later this week. And I forget if it's Jordan Peele doing that or if he's just producing. But I think I, he's producing. Yeah, I loved Candyman as a kid, so I'm all for this. Yeah, yeah much like with games, I'm terrible at looking ahead, doing any kind of research or caring. So I, I'll, I'll see it like a week before it comes out and go, oh, that looks cool. Jim, like, I was going to say, when was the last time you've even watched a new movie? Uh, ooh, ooh, that is a good question. I don't know when the last time I watched a newish movie was. Uh... I will have to get back to you next week on that because I really can't fucking tell you. You know what? Speaking of movies that are coming out, Don't Breathe 2. I don't know if either of you watched the first Don't Breathe. They're making another I one? Did. They did. They are. Why? I don't know. You gotta for... stop making two of the things that clearly are one single three-act narrative. The, there is well, no I need it. I... No, no, he didn't. Remember? At the end of one, the chick was watching the, the TV and he's like on a stretcher, and oh so, yeah, when she's filling him with the stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when That's she turkey basted him, <laughs> leave it ambiguous. I'd like to imagine what the second one would be like. I don't want to see it because it's just such sequelitis has just plagued fucking Western media for decades <laughs> and decades now. But like, I don't want it. Like, I like Don't Breathe. Don't Breathe is a good movie. Yeah, yeah. But like, I don't need to see Don't Breathe. Don't Breathe too. I don't need to see Knives Out too. There's so many shit I don't need to see two or three of. Wait, like, are they making just, a Knives Out too? Yes, dude. Oh, God Netflix damn contract. It. Netflix got Ryan Johnson in the bag for like two Why? more sequels to that. They want to, Everything has to be a trilogy because it's. Mar I don't know. I'm not. I don't want to keep ranting, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Um, as far as stuff I'm excited for this year, Halloween Kills. I'm looking forward to. Um, I really liked how, because I really liked how uh, the 2018 one was handled. Um, mm -hmm. it feels like the that. first like. Yeah. Yeah, it feels like the first honest to God like, good reimagining of that franchise in a long time i don't know how you guys feel about rob zombie but i no one should ever let that guy he, touch he's a hammer I, I like yeah no bro song, he's dog i can't shit. take his movies i can't <laughs> no exactly but that's what i mean like you i only like his music in like 
a parody context of like an ironic context. Why would you ever put him behind a camera? You could be like, I remember the seventies when you could watch a woman get raped on the camera. I want to do that again. Like, and yeah, no, it's total hack, but in every movie with my wife, it's like, Oh, yeah, exactly. Now she's starring in half of them. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, Halloween kills, I think is going to be good. Um, I'm also looking forward to big time. Um, the Sopranos movie, many saints. Oh New York. yeah, definitely. It's, same here. Yeah, as well I, as Last Night in Soho, the new uh, Edgar Wright. I almost said Edward Norton. Yep. Um, and uh, Green Knight, which just came out, but I can't find anywhere locally that's showing it. Yeah, I hear that. Isn't that also on, what do you call it? It's not I on thought it's streaming, streaming. It? I thought it is streaming like somewhere, maybe the same time as it being out. But I, I, I keep seeing, I feel like it is HBO. Like I, I keep seeing shit on HBO Max, I feel like it, it might be available. For Green Knight? I think yeah. so, yeah. I mean, I'm sure that it is, like, the same way everything is now, but I mean, like, as far as A24 is concerned, I think those are movies that I just would rather experience in a theater, people. Uh, did I cut you off earlier, Brian? What were you going to say? No, I was I was going to say, um, fuck. Now, now the I Sopranos can't. movie? Yeah, so The Sopranos, it's funny. I've, uh, since seeing that trailer, I've gone back. I almost have a yearly thing where I rewatch The Sopranos because it is my favorite show. And Proper thing. Yes, sir. That's so good to hear. <laughs> and now I'm like up to, and I know, Jim, this will pass over your head, but I'm in the season four now. And, you know, it's just a show like I don't care how many times I watch it. I pick up just a little something new every time. Oh, every time. Yeah. And it's just like I feel bad when people are like, oh, I've never watched this or something. I'm like, just do yourself a favor. I'm not trying to overhype it. Just watch it. Watch a few episodes, see if it's for you, but yeah, dude, it's for, well, that's the thing. It's for everybody, regardless of how you feel about the content or how you feel about like the portrayal of the mafia or Italians or whatever on a writing perspective, yeah, on a conceptual perspective, it is a perfect show. Mm -hmm. I mean, it like there's parts of the show, not even just like the dream, you know, like the test stream and stuff like that, but there's parts of the show that approach like Lynchian. And, like, so high concept, it's mind-boggling that this is supposed to be, like, billed as a gangster show. Yeah. It's, yeah, and I'm not, I, I won't spin off to a tangent about that, but, yeah, no, you're completely right. Like, it, it is, yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, it, it's one of those, it, it's why I, I took such a hard stance, even though I liked Breaking Bad, when people were like, that's a great show ever, I was like, it's not. Like, the, like it took derivative of a lot of things Sopranos did. Oh, Tr big time. And, and I'm like... Don't get it wrong, it was a good show, but it's like more newer generation who never got to see The Sopranos. I'm like, just go back and watch that, and then we'll yeah. talk. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's when, like, the television was then considered, like, on the same medium, mm -hmm. like, the same, like, level of artistry as film was, I feel. Yeah. Like, that, like, they were, like, the, pi like, not that they pioneered television, it was in fucking 1999, but, like, it, re like, with HBO, like, just, like, with the budget, the level of, like, expertise and writing that went into it, like, it really, like, elevated television as a medium. Yeah. Um, well, sir, Arliss? <laughs> you calm Over my that, head. <laughs> you calm that down, Jim. No, we, we, the Sopranos had this, yeah, it hit this point. Where at one point that Oz and The Wire were all on at the same time, and oh, those yeah. were yeah, all. Yeah, that's like a golden era. That's a like, fucking night of television, bro. Yeah, you're like holy shit, and now we get nothing. So, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> now, but great movie choices though. I like those. Yeah, no, I do want to see Pig because I hear it's like the first time yeah. in like ages that someone like actually reined in Nicolas Cage into a good performance. Instead of just being like, all right, be a meme for like an hour and a half. So. Yeah, and it's so great when people like actually treat him like the th the fucking thespian that he is. Like he's mm -hmm. an amazing actor when people give him the right material. 
Right. Yeah. Yeah, like he's great, but everyone just wants him to be like, uh, oh, what the fuck was the one with the bees? God damn it. Man. Uh, oh, Wicker Man. Wicker, Wicker Man. Man, yeah. No, but yeah, just like, oh, just do in, that. Yeah, he yeah. was in Mandy and the, uh, what, what was the thing? It was like Five Night at Freddy's. Uh, Willie's Wonderland. Willie's Wonderland, where he didn't say a word. So, he didn't have a lick of dialogue, yeah. which was hilarious, because you can tell, like, oh, he definitely has something in his closet about, like, how many lines he charges per. Mm-hmm. He's uh, he's definitely underrated. His, he's underappreciated. <laughs> Especially in this day and age. Mm-hmm. But last up, from Phony Montana. I tried to watch WWE recently and had to turn it off after a few minutes because it's so damn boring and lame. I can watch clips on YouTube from the 90s and early 2000s, and it's still genuinely entertaining and hilarious from back in the day. Do you think it'll ever be cool in the mainstream again like it was during the Attitude Era? Probably not. It won't because the wrestlers are on Twitter and you see what they're like way too much. And it just ruins the entire, like, not even, like, with kayfabe because kayfabe's been dead for, like, you know, 30 years anyway. But (laughs) you could still, like, be like, oh, that's the character that I can root for. Like, this is the badass guy. But now it's like, you know, guy's a badass on TV, but then he goes on Twitter and he whines that someone said a mean tweet to him. So yeah. it's like, and oh, it's well, all, that just kills that. They all have to operate in the duality of, like, yeah, they have their personas and they have their written characters. But, like, online they have to be just as marketable in a different sense because, like, the marketing teams are tapped into that. Like, oh, no, you get on Twitch with Xavier Woods. Like, you do this. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to operate as an influencer as well as a performer in the ring, which I agree, like – just because it, well, I mean, really just because of the times we live in, it's no fault of the industry. It's just, it devalues, um, you know, what goes on in the ring for me. Wait, um, are you guys saying it's not real? What's <laughs> no, going no, on no, here? No, no, no. It, no, it, we're, we're, we're pulling your leg. We're doing a bit. Oh, so. okay, good. Woo. Yeah, no. yeah. I got worried there for a second. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> it's been dead since, we've said it how many times? Early 2000s. It's... It might have had tiny revivals, but yeah, it's just one of those things. Maybe with AEW, I know that's gaining a lot of yeah. traction. Well, I mean, yeah, well, I mean, they're absorbing all the fucking talent because they're yeah. real. Like everyone's just getting. It's it's crazy to me how many people are leaving now because they're like, hey, this McMahon guy maybe doesn't have my best interests at heart. Yeah, I think it's that'll thing. be the only interesting story is if somehow that truly takes down WWE. Like that would be, fun. That would so be the thing that everyone like would want to be a part of and watching all of a sudden if it like not like you had these weird ass accounts that for some reason decide to post the side by side views. I'm saying like more legit truly taking over, then people would start tuning in more. I, but until oh, yeah. then, yeah, it's not you know. Yeah, AEW. It's not happening anytime soon. Yeah, most people yeah. are looking at AEW like oh it's a cute trick until it wears out. Oh, it is slowly not becoming a cute trick, dude. Like, that's I haven't what, been, that's like, what needs to happen, yeah. Exactly. Like, right. I can see in the next 10 years, like, if the the trend we're on now continues, because the big thing is, like, the only reason WWE was kept alive is because of their reputation and because New Blood would always come in and go just starry-eyed, be like, I want to be on TV wrestling, mm-hmm. and WWE is the only game in town. Right. But if AEW can create a legacy, yep. that will slowly not be the case anymore, and people realize, like, oh... If I want to be treated ethically and I want to get the same kind of pull, I can put my stock in this. And also, just by virtue of me being there, gradually, like, raise, like, elevate it. Yeah. And people want to watch it more and more because that's where I am and that's where my coworkers are. And that's where you'll get the best out of WWE. Like, they'll be forced to change because of co- true competition. It's like they haven't had a true competitor since when. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean... 
with all the steroids Vince has shoved into his neck over the years, like he can't have that much longer left. Like he's <laughs> oh like, fuck no. I know I know he's a health freak, but like there's gonna be a day where his heart just goes, Nope, done. Sick. Turn it off. <laughs> yeah. Like that's the only I time we're like... gonna see like actual change. Oh, Not yeah. that I'm well, wishing I mean... harm on a guy. Oh, no, I absolutely am. That man is uh, actually evil. Um, I don't know how much of that trait carries on in Shane or whoever, whatever successor he feels like handing that mantle down to, but I don't know. Time will tell. I, sure. I, I, don't, I don't think Hunter is going to be the show must go on after someone falls from the top of the ceiling kind of guy. So yeah. I, think, I think there's hope there, depending on who gets the reins. Yeah. It, I, I hope for better. I always want more competition between things because it drives the best. That's at the end of the day but we'll see but no that is a great question i think you still got some time though before wrestling truly becomes mainstream like and that's if, like if it that, ever can yeah and that's like what we said before like when people are like oh there should be no such thing as console exclusives i'm like if everything's under one platform us wrestling fans we've been living through that for 20 years trust us you don't want that yeah you, exactly. you want to have a little competition between the people yeah for sure no, but, but no that wraps up the patreon questions for this week so everyone thank you once again and, of course, if you're new to the show, listening on iTunes, please leave a five-star review, even if you want to bash us. Hit that follow button on wherever you can. Unfortunately, there's no way to check numbers on Spotify or anything else, but, you know, it's what it is. So whatever you want to do to help out, we greatly appreciate uh, it. There might be, actually. I'll tell you about that after the show. Oh, really? Oh, oh shit. Yeah. Okay. All right, Chambers. So uh, you brought up this article, and it's something I'm, I'm friggin' shocked. It actually seems like it's happening, but... The Poly Mega may actually launch on September twelfth if they keep their if they keep their date straight. Yep, they've had a number of well published delays before, but yeah, I was actually had them on there with another article where they like put up a press release back in like early June with like, Oh, we have a system update. So of course I was gonna bring that on here and bash it because I was like, How are you like, you know, <laughs> how are you hyping a press release for a system update for something that hasn't been out and that's two years behind schedule? So mm-hmm. I was all geared up and all of a sudden, like two days ago, they're like, Oh, you know, official release date coming out. I was like, What? And yeah, it looks like, you know, if all goes well, the backers will finally be getting it. Now, the people who will be getting their orders are ones who ordered before April twenty twenty, I think yeah. was the go dead date. So after that, you're going to have to wait a couple more months. But, yeah, I mean, it looks like it's finally happening. Good on them, I guess, for now, if it happens. Any pre- predictions, fellas, of uh, how well it operates? Last I'm, minute delay. <laughs> I have no idea what this is. Is this like an Ouya situation? No, nah, it's a little better than that. So basically, like, it's a base unit that has a CD drive, and it's like an yeah. emulator. So, like, you can put in your disc, and it'll, like, recognize what disc you're putting in there and boot up. You know, basically any system like Mew Geo CD, Saturn, okay. which is a big deal, shit like that. So it's actually like kind of cool in practice. And you can like pop in, you can buy yeah. separate modules to use your cartridges for like NES games or Super NES, Turbo Graphics, all that shit. Now, I think all the modules in the base unit itself is pretty overpriced for just being an emulator box, but yeah. it is like a pretty cool concept. I think it's like 400 some bucks for just like the base unit. I'd love to know what the legalities of that are. Probably something similar to, uh, what is it, Game Can or Play Can, whoever the fuck produced that uh, turn your phone into a Game Boy attachment. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, it's it's just yeah. like the Retron 5 and things yeah, like Retron. that. Yeah, Retron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I think what at the end of the day, you can get away with it because you're still promoting. You need the physical game. So you can't play it unless you have... So like Jim said, the base unit, you can do Saturn, PlayStation, Sega CD, TurboGrafx CD, and Neo Geo CD. So in theory, 
it's not like any form of promoting piracy because now you're saying if you don't got the game you can't actually play it yeah anyone who has a retron though like i do i can tell you right now it's the easiest thing in the world you fill an sd with all roms you you put a patch on your current cd or like disc or cartridge you have and you can play every game off that one disc I doubt oh, yeah. it'll be that Alleg- easy. Allegedly, allegedly. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Jim, yeah. are they going to come after the Retron 5 now? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah that, that adds up to me. I hadn't really, well, I mean, I haven't thought about it much at all, but I suppose that's a similar situation to, um, have you heard of a service called Plex before? Mm-mm. No. What's that? Yeah, so, okay, well, this will interest you guys then. It's probably Brian as well, because there's so many horror movies you, like, have to torrent at a necessity in order to watch them at all now. Um, it's a streaming service that you uh, provide the content for off of uh, a cloud server. Oh. And the idea is, like, oh, well, you have to ethically get a hold of these of this content of, like, your MP4s or your MK... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or just whatever file format you use to, to stream them. But, like, all in all, what it is is just, like, uh, it's a really accessible, like, neat, like, pleasant-looking way uh, to stream anything that you've torrented. Uh, like, I, like, have an entire computer set aside specifically to just hold all of these, like, film catalogs. But yeah, it seems like a similar yeah. situation, just like ethically. So it's called Plex. Yeah, yeah, it rocks. I dude. will definitely look, dude. Can you talk about yeah being a horror collector of anything? I spent way too much money on a friggin' Dead Alive DVD because it's so yeah, rare exactly, fucking dude. print. So I was mm-hmm. like, God damn it, yeah. but I want it. <laughs> and that's the thing is like, and I like owning that stuff because like any other you know fucking white guy in my twenties, I love just having shit around my house. Oh, naturally. But oh, yeah. like, I'm looking, I'm looking at my sh- my my shelf here now, and I think everything on the shelf I've watched or played at least once. But I'm looking, it's just like. If I want to watch Driller Killer, I will probably not <laughs> dig it out of the shelf. Like, I'm more apt to, like, download the torrent. Like, I'm putting food in a microwave, and when it's ready, I'll watch it. Oh, dude, I've done the ultimate lazy. If, like, the wife and I are watching, like, if we, whatever horror movie, and I'm like, well, I do have it over there as a Blu-ray or DVD, or we can rent it for three ninety nine right now. I'm yeah. like, um, I don't feel like getting up right now. So, yeah, it, it is, um, but, but. Like most dudes in our generation, we have that mentality. Like one day it might not be available digitally because you didn't save it. it. It could go away, so we just need that physical thing for whatever reason. I, yeah. I don't think the new generation is like that at all. I think that's still just with us. No, exactly. And like I have an appreciate us obviously a strong appreciation for for physical media still. But like I mean, just for ease of access, just for the sake of viewing and experiencing a film, like it works out just as easy. Yeah. If it sure. means something to me, I will definitely go out of my way to find it. Now, let me ask you, um, being a gamer and stuff, and Jim, same question goes to you. We've talked about before, but if this comes out, the Polymega operates well. I've said. My big thing holding me back from ever wanting to get a legit Sega Saturn or, or some of these other systems, half the time they don't work. They're going to be way too expensive. If this is all-in-one and you could just play games off that, would that entice you at all to maybe get one of these? I kind of want one now. I just don't want to spend 400 bucks for the base unit. Like The only one I really need would be the CD one because like I have a Sega CD, but it's broken. I have... You know, like, I have a CDI, but God knows how long that has left to last. Like, shit like that. So, like, the CD drive systems are the ones that are more prone to failing way quicker. So, mm. just that alone, I think there's a lot of value. But then again, like, at this point, like, the last thing I need is another console to collect for. 
So, like, I would love to collect for the Saturn, but I am already priced out of that shit. <laughs> but luckily yeah. now they have, like, the multi-optical drive emulator? I think that's what mode stands for. Basically, it's a big, like, you can crack open your Saturn, put in the flash cart, like, drive, basically, and then play, basically, the ROMs off that flash cart, but off the real hardware. So it's almost, you know, basically just as good, just not using a CD. See, so, now that shit, I don't know how that would be legal. I mean, the legality is, you can build any kind of system you want. It's the ROMs that make it illegal. So, now, yeah. if you rip your own ROMs, then, you know, all good. But then if you just get it from a torrent site, eh, debatable. <laughs> yeah. I suppose it's the same as, like, you can order all the pieces of a gun, but you can't just, like, get the certain get gun the, in certain yeah. places. Yeah. You're like, what do you mean, what do I need a barrel for? Don't worry about <laughs> it. <laughs> I just want to have it around. Yeah, come on. <laughs> no, I love guns without barrels. Don't worry, I'll be good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think we're that generation, too, that, like, back in, like, 2008, like, we all, like, got BitTorrents and, like, we all destroyed our first, like, laptop by just downloading every <laughs> single ROM that ever existed at the time, mm-hmm. which is, like, seems to be, like, I know they're still out there and you can still get them, but people like Nintendo make it a little bit harder, and just kids don't, like, torrent these days either, from what I've seen. Well, so, why would you? Yeah. That, that, you know what? This is where an industry saw something happening and said, just always bitching about it. They said, we're going to make it so easy to stream, rent, and get this. That there's no excuse. So, like me, oh, a three ninety nine to rent a movie I just want to see and I don't really need? Okay, that's a price point I'm comfortable with. Music was the yeah. same way. Like, once iTunes was like, spend a dollar to get the song you really want, you're like, ah, do I really want to go on my computer and download this? Or do I want to pay that dollar or something? You know, it's... it's yeah. That was a smart move on their part. I'll say that. And that's where it comes down to, you know, how much do you care about supporting an artist? And, like, uh-huh. and in terms of that, like, which artist do you want to support? Like, because if someone's on a label, I feel absolutely no shame at all in, like, going and stealing the record. This is, this is like, like pre, like, Spotify and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Whenever I was, like, you know, going on Mediafire and, like, going getting like death metal albums from 1992 that like you can't find anywhere yeah. right. uh, just from like spanish blogs and shit but i mean at that time i was like yeah i have no remorse about this i'm supporting it by listening to it and telling people about it so you know it still exists um but i mean now i mean just by virtue of like that same thing that i would have like had to scrounge to download and put on my computer in a rar file i can now just find on spotify just as easy and you're supporting everyone across the board exactly um but what you're saying about uh, streaming and ease of access is hilarious because you're right. They finally did crack the nut on that problem. But the funniest part about it is Netflix was an answer to cable television. Yep. And it's just like, hey, this is all dog shit. You don't need to spend all this money to get a bunch of channels you don't even watch. Just pay, you know, this nominal small fee and we'll get to stuff that you probably do want and we'll cater <laughs> it to you. And then everyone else is like, good idea. Exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, dude. I remember those six months where cutting the cord was a good idea, and you're like, oh, I'm saving. I'm paying less than half of what I was paying before. I'm getting mm-hmm. exactly what I want. And then, like you said, everyone got the same idea, and now it's like, I yeah. think I'm paying more now than I was before. What the fuck Streaming happened? services just become channels, that, just individually packaged. Yeah. And, and yeah, it will get to the point where literally there's nothing prepackaged on television, and you'll hope somebody can just bundle all that shit together, like the old television. Yeah. It'll come in. I'm sur- sure I mean, they'll. Be- 
Yeah. So I was just going to say, I'm sure that something will come along uh, that's kind of like a consolidation loan for all your streaming services, which, which will be the next iteration of that thing. Yeah. But, you know, God knows what's next coming. We'll just plug it into our goddamn brains. Well, that yeah. yeah I right. mean, that's the thing is right now you figure you got, you got Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus, HBO, like, yeah, seven bucks, five bucks. It keeps adding up. And then somebody will come along to like, all right, 50 bucks, you get these 10 streaming channels. And you'll yeah. be like, oh, I save $3 a month, but I'm locked in. Okay, cool. I'll just do it. You know, it's one of those. Yeah, man. They uh, they figure it out. Competition, unfortunately, it will drive that. Like, I realized how ridiculous it was. I was like, WWE is getting its own network. I was like, does it really need that shit? And You want to know what sucks? That is so unbelievably inaccessible in Canada. That's the reason I stopped really? watching wrestling. Is because I, I got sick of torrenting, like you know, Raw and SmackDown just, like, on a weekly basis because if I, if I forget to go and manually do it, I don't watch it. So I was like, mm -hmm. well, fuck this. Well, well, hey, there's a WWE network. Let's take a stab at that. Unless you have a cable package, you can't even access the network. Wow. Yeah, that's and how it works. And it's funny, too, now because now it's gone full circle because in the United States, they sold the network to Peacock. So that's the only way you can get the network, and they took, like... I don't know, a shitload of content off it, probably at least 50% for, you know, content oh, yeah. reasons and crap like that. Yeah, all the Pillman, all the Benoit. <laughs> yeah, you know, the, the Katie Vicks, stuff like that, you know, the minor <laughs> things. So, like, now Canada has the, the network, kind of. It's just a pain in the balls to get. In America, we don't even really have it anymore. So it's just like, man, they made their money off that, and then they, like, sold it for $10 billion or whatever the fuck it was. And mm -hmm. it's like, oh, okay, that was fun, I guess. Yeah. No, but, I mean, I, uh... Uh, at the end of the day, I I want Polymega. I want this to be a thing that actually works because there were so many backers. I want those people to get their value out of what they've been waiting for. And I'm I'm strongly considering it like you, Jim. I want to have something that can play Saturn games so I can collect. But I don't really want to dive headfirst into collecting for that shit either. So it'll be something we'll watch. And when it comes out, I'm sure we'll see every YouTuber with a... I got a polymega face. You know, yeah, oh, yeah, that fucking face. Yeah, exactly, slime. <laughs> wow, so pog. I can't believe how much mileage we've gotten at hard drive out of just that face alone and all of the bits you can derive from that. Dude, exactly. <laughs> the classic YouTuber face, or now that meme of, like, from coming from the chicken guys, like... Mm. Yeah, just like all the soy dudes. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Oh, speaking Wo of... Wojaks are hieroglyphics at this point. <laughs> Jim, I I applaud you for this next article, and I'm going to fully let you just run with it, because this is a <laughs> truly weird gaming... I don't even know if item's the right word, but... <laughs> well, I can't take all the credit, because a buddy of the page, uh, Tidge Laurie, he turned me on to it, so... Oh, I bet yeah, he we did. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> things happened. But uh, yeah, so an old recurring bit that we never get to do enough is weird gaming items. And speaking of Justin Wang from earlier, he just had a video talking about the Mario porno parodies. Well, it turns out Atari beat them to the punch about 20 years <laughs> beforehand. Because back in the 70s, somehow one of the people who worked there finagled them into not only putting the money towards producing a porno to be part of that craze, they also hosted it at Atari's headquarters and allegedly, some employees are in the orgy scenes. So oh, delightful. <laughs> Back in the wild west of gaming, boys. Yeah, that's um. Ugh. I I read that article and I just go like, 
have you guys either of you watched the documentaries on atari or like there's been a ton of video game documentaries and a lot of them do talk about atari and the those crazy days of you know early development um it's one of those weird things where you just go i'm not shocked but i'm shocked there hasn't i haven't heard more people talk about this before yeah, because so this comes to us from uh, uh, WordPress blog uh, by the Retro Bitch. So you have made a fan today, man. You have made a fan. <laughs> I gotta say, I gotta commend that URL to just uh, yeah, Retro Bitch. <laughs> yeah, getting up, logging on to RetroBitch.com. Yeah, Kate yeah. There's Despira. no there's no sugarcoating what you're finding here. So it's fucking great. But yeah, uh, apparently, and she also the kind soul she is. Uh, she included a link to X Hamster where you can watch it if you want to. So. Yeah, apparently uh, she watched it, so we don't have to. Uh, Jim, how many times have you watched it? I haven't watched it yet. This is actually the one time I wish I did some prep work, but (laughs) maybe I can do some uh, posthumous prep work on this one, Brian. So, uh, yeah. We can get a little middle school sleepover action going and everyone just streaming at once. (laughs) I want to sit in the chair now. No, I want to sit in the chair. (laughs) All right, lights off, blankets on. What are you guys doing? (laughs) No, dude, stop looking. Dude, dude. But yeah, so uh, basically, yeah, apparently it's terrible, and the orgy scene contains the people who work there. So they're the one, if you see ones looking really awkward on camera, it's probably someone who works at Atari. So someone who worked on friggin' uh, Adventure, or, or maybe beat him and eat him for all we know. That would probably make more sense. Yeah, Custer's Revenge. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's one of those, um, if it is true, I would love, like... At this point, though, you got to figure the people who were working there, they're so old now. Like, wouldn't, wouldn't you just at this point kind of admit, like, yeah, we did it. Who cares? I don't know. Oh, I mean, they certainly didn't shy away from it, dude. Like, yeah. they, like, I don't know. Like, like I was, like, I made a joke of it earlier, but it truly was, like, a Wild West medium at that point. And it, they also, like, were the Nintendo of their, like, they had the whole thing cornered. If they wanted to make porn and video games, there wasn't anyone really to challenge them and tell them like, Hey, that's like improper practice. Like there was no yeah. like, uh, like ratings board or anything at the time that like that would, uh, you know, critique their business or punish them for it. But, uh, yeah, what I was just going to say was that I was shot. This was 78. I'm shocked that, you know, there isn't really a wide berth between that and like when sword quest was like, conceptual, <laughs> which is so fucked to think about. Yeah. It, um, some some guys on set getting a finger in the ass and going, I should make a competition between four different games. Jesus, <laughs> you know when we're talking about the sword in the stone, I can tell you where I got that idea, <laughs> but I don't want to talk about it. Yep, yeah, um, Jim. This was well. Who who sent this to us? Our buddy Tidge. Tidge. So, right. I think I said his name right. No, thank you, bud. That was a that is a great and anyone out there who hears weird gaming shit, weird gaming items, please send it along because I love hearing about it and I know Jim that's everything he lives for. And actually speaking <laughs> of being a fan of physical media, this almost seems like something maybe we should all have in the collection. Maybe me. Maybe just me alone. <laughs> Maybe I'll add it next to my Atari shelf. It seems like that kind of thing that no one else with an Atari shelf goes with. Oh, yeah. You're like, oh, I have Air Raid. Oh, do you now? Well, I have. <laughs> let me take you behind the beaded curtain where I have this one VHS. <laughs> let, me, let me take you behind the, the swinging bar doors that like only go up this high. <laughs> and I do love the name, Jim, without looking at the article, unless you have it right in front of you. What is the name of the porno? I just closed it. Shit. It was like, what, a Cadillac or something? A Cadillac like named Desire. 
Because <laughs> I just opened up the X hamster link, and while you were talking, I had to take a peek. It's it's not just the high, it's to. it's not the greatest quality. I'll say that <laughs> it's what you would expect. Well, look, Brian. Like I I, I grew up finding my dad's stash of stuff in his seventies, so I'd probably feel right at home there. It'd probably be a little nostalgic. Damn it, Jim. Damn it. What? What? Don't say what. You know what? <laughs> what? So I what? So I could time a VCR down to the exact second with rewind. What? Ah, son of a bitch. Alrighty. All right. So this week we only have one of our reoccurring bits. Um. It's something I threw up here. I don't think we've ever covered it, Jim, but we've talked in generalities. Uh, I don't think we have. So, Slime, what we do is we always kind of pick a topic and we say, which is better between these two things? It could be characters, game genres, music, it doesn't matter. But this week, um, I'd thrown this up here and I said shmups or first-person shooters. Obviously, just both gun games, shooter games, whatever you want to call it two drastically different styles but uh you know i'm obviously not gonna say which is more popular because i probably wouldn't be fair so i'll just say which do you guys think is better and and i do just to cut you off real quick yeah. Bri, like i do love when we get the occasional comment when you're like well what do you mean which is better do you mean better in this sense or better in that it's, it's not that serious yeah, don't, just, which one yeah which one do you like better what do you think's better it's a gut feeling it's like yeah there's not a there's not a right answer this is just what do you think is better so slime you're the guest we'll let you start which one uh do you like better um between fps and shmups mm-hmm. yeah um Personally, I've definitely played more FPSs as someone who was born in 1996 in the Western world that you, like, naturally are, mm-hmm. unless, like, you have a certain proclivity to get into, like, all that Toho shit or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I'd say personally just because of the... Because, I mean, we were talking about Fallout earlier, whereas that is an RPG, it still technically That's is for, an FPS. Yeah. And it's just, like... There is such a wide range of what that genre is capable of because it's just a medium. Like, just having like that point perspective with like a gun like this, that that doesn't really lock it into being a Call of Duty or a Battlefield. Like a lot of people would assume when they hear that. It's like mm-hmm. when people hear you know horror movies, they're gonna think like Michael Myers, Jason Voorhees. But that's you know just a that's like a banner. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Um. So I think personally, I'd have to say I prefer FPSs just because of like the dearth of what's available but um i would say that shmups often take a much more ambitious and artistic avenue with that because i mean it's just so applicable to so much stuff i mean like the biggest thing i can think of in the last few years is undertale and like how heavily that incorporates you know shmups and the uh tactics and uh mechanics of shmups into it and there's just like numerous numerous other just like complete weirdo left field games that incorporate it Okay. What about you, Chambers? I mean, I mean, if you say gun to my head, I'm going to say... It's kind of like what Slime says. Like, FPSs are just so... They're accessible, too. Like, you can have, like, the mainstream ones, like the Call of Duties, or even you can have the more platforming ones, like the new Dooms have been. Or you can have the ones out of, like, you know, the cold hits, like the RPG ones, like uh, Borderlands or Bulletstorm that never got the chance that it should have, because it's great. So... I mean, I've played so many goddamn FPSs, but, like, right now, I would probably be more inclined to play a shmup just because I didn't get into them until maybe three years ago. And, like, that's been, like, the one genre that, like, I've been digging into more than anything else. Like, the genre kicks my ass and I'm terrible at them, but, like, I still love jumping from game to game and seeing, like, 
the little different. Like if, if you play a shooter, you pretty much a shmup, you pretty much know what you're gonna get, whether or not it's you know vertical or horizontal. But it's still just like they all have their little like charm and like feel to them that just makes them their own. So, uh, god damn it! I just realized you have Galago behind you as you're making this argument. <laughs> I forgot about that. I do. Luckily, I got a flash sale on Walmart from that too. So yeah, if it wasn't for that, I wasn't gonna pay 130 bucks for this. But for 50 no, bucks, fuck, no. fuck yeah. So, but yeah, no, I mean, like, yeah, I think overall, I, I gotta say FPSs are better, but I, I, right now, like, if you're gonna say, what am I gonna pick up right now between the two, I would definitely pick one of my shmups to sit down with. Sure. Yeah, I, I think, I, I'll say right off the bat, I go FPS all the way, only because with shmups, like you just said, at the end of the day, like, especially because so many tend to lean towards that bullet hell style anymore, it's like, how insane can we make it? You almost don't care about... The game itself is, like, secondary. The mechanic of dodge bullet, shoot enemy is just so ingrained. And, yeah, you can have some of them with, like, more interesting um, powers or whatnot. And sometimes they have good music. But, like, of all the retro-style games, shmups, I feel like you don't even... You're not even hearing it because you're so focused in on the exact action. Whereas FPSs, you're, like, more in the game, in the action... And not saying there's not plenty that are very samey, like we've just mentioned. I just found myself always more, like, able to appreciate the full scale of the game versus shmups. I couldn't tell you the difference between, like, you name 20 shmups from Nintendo. I'll be like, oh, yeah, which one is that? I'll confuse them all all the time because I'm like, aren't they all kind of the same? Um, so, yeah, I, I'll go FPS with that. Um, just, But that's also where I lean the most anymore. So, yeah. I want to cool. see, I want to see what you guys think though. If you're listening, no, I, want, I want to see like a real argument for like, because I mean, like if you, the real argument you could say is like, they're, they're, it almost seems like they take more chances with shmups too, though. Like, oh yeah, like they like that seems to be like the, like you do know what you're gonna get going into it, but like, I, I'm actually gonna disagree. I'll say like for the most part, the music in most shooters are fucking fantastic. Oh yeah, and, dude, especially shmups, bro. Like I mean, FPS is like it's a lot more about because they're so story driven now. It's a lot either story driven or just like online based. Driven. Period. Yeah. Yes, exactly. It's like it takes such a total backseat. It's just like atmosphere. But I mean, shmups just because of like how much of that is Eastern influence. Like you know that they always have to put like their goddamn foot to the floor when it comes to music. And on top of that, just as what I was thinking as Brian was talking about his take with the shmups is that. Um, because like what you're saying like oh they can be they can get so samey it can be such a wash because you know like you know shoot bullet dodge enemy but i think that, that is such a rawly simple concept in the same way that platformers are that you will never get like there will never be a shortage of things you can do with that idea just because it's so simple it's just like that's like a flat piece of bread and you could put whatever you fucking want on it <laughs> you know what i mean yeah yeah you can have your super mario you can have your super meat boy like you can go either way with that here, like, here's exactly. what like, I will say. Like, like, bullet hell drives me fucking crazy because, like, I, I don't have the attention span to, like, look at that much shit at one time. Oh, yeah, no, neither do I, yeah. But, yeah, but you give me, like, an Arizonk or a Thunder Force or shit like that, like, I'm I'm good, like, or Blazing Lasers and crap like that. Like, that perfect blend of, like, you know, a lot of shit on screen at once, but not where it's, like, filling up, and then, God forbid, you have the ones where it's bullet hell, but also collectathons where they burst into 10,000 coins and just come at you. <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know how people play these. Like, that's a, that's a level of concentration I can never get. Well, and here's what I'll say. I think historically, and I could be wrong, someone's going to say I'm wrong, but shmups, single player, is the challenge. FPS is the multiplayer, is like, it's such a different oh, yeah. challenge. And 
I drive myself more because at the end of the day, not I'm not saying there's no such thing as an easy shmup, but you you can easily learn a pattern. Whereas when you're dealing with another human, you can hope you're predicting, but it truly is unpredictable. Like every game is going to be completely yeah. like you you can't guess. Like I could say Jim always camps. But, you know, maybe this game, he's not going to camp. I, I don't know. Like, you know, it's... <laughs> well, there's a like, concept for you. Create the shmup that's PvP. That That's what I would love that to see. That probably exists somewhere. I'm but, sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. what the, what you the never fuck know. is that called? There's one on the Switch. It's, oh, God. Um, there is, like, it's, imagine, like, uh, like Puyo Puyo. If you know that, or like Mean Bean Machine for you, Brian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, like, you can, like, send, like, you know, lines to, like, crush your enemy and shit like that. There's a shmup like that. Oh, I can't remember the fucking name. I have it too. But like, yeah, you can, you fight a computer. But like, if you chain combos together along with like specials, you can chain throwing like a thousand enemies or like side hazards to shoot at your enemy on the side of you. So like, it's yeah. actually like a really cool concept. I would I would love though to see a, a some type of you're legit going against other people in a vertical shmup style. And you're each only getting a certain field of the entire map, but you are competing against each other. Like, that would be really, really interesting to me, because that would probably make me get more into it. I think also, oh, yeah. I've always been the type, like, it's not that I have anything against, like, spaceships and planes or whatever the shooting mechanic is. The more, like, it feels more personal when it's a dude holding a gun versus just some random thing shooting lasers or whatever. Like That's a fair point. Yeah, and like I said... To each his own. Like, some people, and, and I've done bullet hells, I can be fairly good at them. But I also, I, when I leave them, I always kind of go, like, I'm glad I'm done with that. With FPSs, <laughs> I mm -hmm. usually, like, especially going multiplayer, I never fully walk away from it being like, fuck this game. Like, shmups, I will. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There is a sigh of relief. Oh, yeah, it's called Rival Megagun. So if you got a Switch and you want a game like that, hit that up. Jim, play hard. me and I'll smoke up. you. You probably fucking will. Just like, God, goddamn Tetris 99, I'll never live that down. Yeah, oh, man. Oh, I've is... won it ten times. I've never won it. And I'm yeah. the general Bro, the Tetris player. I've never fucking won it. I've been no, second man. a buttload of times. No, 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 no. Okay, here, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something. How, okay, when you're playing Tetris, you said, like, oh, like, I'm a pro Tetris player. Like, I'm really good at it or whatever, right? You're playing, like, classic Tetris, right? Mm-hmm. you got to get out of that mindset because what you're doing is competing against people. So just a tip I'll leave you with, and we don't got to meander about this longer, but the, uh, the biggest thing to remember is, like, every time you get a line, you're sending garbage lines to other people. Mm -hmm. And uh, what your brain naturally wants to do when you're playing Tetris is just, like, oh, I'll get, like, one, like, I'll build it up and then just, like, slide my fucking, like, L blocks and my line, my I blocks mm -hmm. down the side. What yep. you have to do is specifically, purposely, make a really fucked up row with a bunch of holes in it. And mm -hmm. as you figure that out, and you'll be like, okay, well, I'll just make this work. And as you get those lines, you're sending those non-linear fucked up lines to other people that they have to deal with. Yeah. Because they're going to be thinking the same way you <clears throat> would have thinking about it before. Because they're trying right. to, like, play the same way of, like, oh, I'm going to do this, like, everything's going to line up on the side, or, like, I'll have a gap in the middle, and I'll slide my line blocks down into it. But if they're getting these super fucked up lines with, like, oh, there's a gap here, or there's, like, a whole, like, line of them missing here you're getting like this big cookie cutter fucked up thing that looks like Swiss cheese. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, so they're going to have a much harder time trying to get around it. That's how you fuck people up. Yeah. Jim, you, I've said many times, I know, like, 
I know you're probably better at regular Tetris than me. Right. But I'm better at, yeah, fucking with you, people. You're, you're sending better at 99 than I am, by yeah. far. And it's one of those deals because, yeah, I do it like kind of like what he's saying. Like, I'm not always going for the full four or five line big block. I'm, I'm that's sending wrong. segments. That's wrong. Well, that's how you win. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I mean, not to say that that doesn't work because you can't hit combos with that and, like, it'll, like, give them. I think how it works is, like, the higher combos that you get, like, the less time that they'll have to react to it. Right, um, before the big thing comes, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, no, I that's something to keep in mind next time you take a stab at it. Yeah, Jim, it you, go. you gotta get one win. You know what we need to do? We I, need I to, want one win so I can never turn it on the fuck again. Jim, we <laughs> need to just marathon you one night. Just, you're playing until you win. Now, Slime, what do you call it? Like, I did a video about, like, my most played Switch games. And that's on there, and I said, I'm be in the fucking game. Well, I just want to beat it so I never have to touch it again. Well, Slime, it, it's will, because he, he talked a little bit of shit when he did get it. <laughs> and he was like talking oh, I about... I'm about to dummy these shit. bitches. Uh-huh. I, did, I didn't even have a Switch. And he's like, oh, I'm playing this. I got number two. I got number three. I was like, you're a punk asshole. Never win. You'll never yeah. do better than me. He got like ten wins in his first month. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> I would yeah. keep sending him pictures. He's like, that's bullshit. No, I don't believe you. You're, you're <laughs> no, going you're to go Oh, cool. Okay. If you don't believe me, you can just meet me on Tetris Maximus. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Jim, don't be butthurt. Oh, I'll be butthurt. <laughs> like, like most things in life, I'll be butthurt more than I should be, but it is what it is. Yeah. Slime, before before we head out and, and we, we do a, um, a little bit more promotion, I do got to ask you um, – Watching a show right now, uh, I I wasn't really in tune to this dude, but as a rapper, I want to know, do you have any strong feelings of hate or like for Lil Dicky? Because I'm watching For Lil Dicky? Yeah. I'm watching Dave right now. Yeah, so when it comes to Lil Dicky, like, uh, what I remember him most from is that he's part of the XXL 2016 class, which for me is, like, legendary. Pretty much everyone from that. Like, for me, that was the last time that XXL was, like, a relevant point of like being a milestone in like mm-hmm. an industry artist career because like little Yachty came out of that, uh, Uzi Vert, Kodak Black, 21 Savage, people that are like massive now, probably the most successful class since probably 2011 or even the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I think he was kind of the I want to say the meme pick because whereas he is very technically skilled, clearly, like technical skill doesn't always and he's a very funny guy like he's a great writer too like i've seen the show you're talking about which i think he probably excels more so in that just in terms of like the the medium yeah um but uh i don't know like i don't i kind of take like what he's doing with a grain of salt and like i don't i would consider him this is going to sound like a gross you know you know overstepping of the spectrum but i would probably put him in the same category as weird al before i put him in the same category as someone like 21 savage you know what i mean sure no no i and I, I i asked it not as a loaded question like legit like i'm watching dave i i knew little dicky same as you like as a yeah. he's a joke like it, not not like that he's a joke but like he but made he's, he's in on shit. his own joke yeah exactly. like he's making comedic parody music for entertainment yeah. i don't know who clearly a lot of people did i don't know who is sitting there listening to like that save money song with fetty Wap and being like yeah like i like this song to listen to and not watch with the visual component yeah. but 
I mean, it's just, yeah, like, I appreciate somebody who has that technical ability to do that, like, wow, yeah, you're awesome, it's, but I feel the same way about that as I do with someone that's, like, really, really good and technical at playing guitar and, like, shredding and tapping and all that bullshit, like, you can be really good at that, but if, you know, you can't write, like, a catchy hook or something that's, like, serious, mm -hmm. then, like, what good is all your technical ability? Like, not to say he can't write catchy hooks, but just, like, I would love to hear him try and do something in earnest, yeah. Like, as far as rap goes, before I would, like, say, like, yeah, I, like, consider him, like, a rap artist. You know what I mean? Well, and I and part of the reason why I asked, so, like, obviously, he's always not only as, like, making a joke, but he's a lyricist. And I, I've heard him on, like, uh, The Breakfast Club, Sway, and a few of these things where he's done uh, freestyles. And he does, like, whether it's just memorized and he's prepared for I don't know. But either way, like, he yeah. clearly, like, yeah, he can put together some shit that you're like wow this dude's oh, yeah. crazy but that's then, what i mean and freestyling is an entirely separate skill from yeah. like written and recorded right like i can't freestyle where shit and if anyone asked me to i would probably just like burp and I'd be like well that's my freestyle <laughs> because like, like the same thing with anything like with uh comedy writing or design or like anything like that like i have to rehearse it and i have to mm -hmm. like scrutinize and improve it before i feel comfortable showing it to anybody yeah um but that's what i mean to have that skill entirely on its own is like freestyling is that's fantastic and obviously he's like uh, a great lyricist and all that kind of shit but um yeah that's how no I, but that's how I but no i i literally only ask because i the wife and i got into it and we've been binging the show because the show is funny oh regardless yeah, of how he is like it's just a funny show but i was just curious like what your thoughts were on him because i yep. I'll be honest, I don't even know my opinion. I just know, like, oh, I listened to a few of his songs. I was like, on YouTube, I'm watching them. Yeah, I haven't listened yeah. to his music not watching it. But I was just like, oh, I'm kind of curious what you would think. And you can tell with that is just, like, that the visual component is the selling point. Yeah. I mean, he's putting it up on Spotify and everything else, you know, because it's an, it's an ancillary part of it. Like, well, if I'm putting out this song, if I'm going to be considered, like, an artist in a serious degree... I have mm -hmm. to also have that companion, you know what I mean? But that's clearly not what he's pushing. Anything that's come, yeah. which obviously is great success, all the more power to that guy, but any success that's come off of the streaming stuff is off the strength of the visual stuff. Yeah. People that have seen the video that are so attached to it that they want to be able to listen to it later. Yeah. yeah no, exactly. no, I, I agree 100%. Like I said, the only part of me that might give him a little more credit is only because he's connected with Philly. Like, if it wasn't that, oh, maybe yeah, I wouldn't I care as yeah. much. Yeah, but outside of that, I just go, okay, he's kind of a goofy dude making a joke of shit. But then he dropped some songs where I was like, oh, he's not being funny. Now he's actually, like, going in at it. And I'm like, I don't think anyone's really heard these ones because they only go in for the jokes. So I was yeah, like, exactly. yeah. No. Interesting. Nice. But no, Slime, first of all, let me say thank you so much for joining us. But before we do go, um, where can people find you? And we do have your links below, but where where do you want them to find you? People can find me on um, Instagram, slime underscore the garbage main, uh, Twitter, uh, at lilxslime. Uh, if you just Google slime the garbage main, I mean, my goddamn mug's all over that thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, music's on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever uh, good music's found. Uh, you can buy my shirts. You can... Uh, I don't know. If you find my email, you can have, you can send me whatever you want. Um, but yeah, no, that's all up around there. You can listen to my podcast appearances. You can uh, read my hard drive articles. You can do whatever the the hell you please. And don't say send whatever you want because you'll just get nothing but dick pics. 
<laughs> and also, uh, if you're on the fence about trying to check them out too, for a lot of the songs I heard, I was like, man, these songs are like all two and a half minutes long. This is fucking perfect. Thank you for the love of God. Thank you for exactly. not making like six minute songs. Or, like, that's what I'm. You know, that's the same principle as like I don't want to see a movie that has the audacity to be a second over ninety minutes. That's oh, how yeah. I feel about Especially the same age. Oh, dude. Exactly. Well, yeah, then you must not a lot of new movies now. It's all like two hour minimums. <laughs> yeah, I don't fucking care. I'll turn it off when I get bored. <laughs> yeah, like you mentioned music earlier. Like, I'm in a band. Like, I play drums. So, back to your equipment thing, like, fuck me. I have to carry all the equipment around. But it's like, yeah. anytime we write a song, it's like over like three and a half minutes long. I'm like, guys, don't you think we're being a little excessive here? Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, you're doing it right, man. Your shit's great. Oh, thank you, bro. I appreciate it. Yeah, but no, thank you once again for joining us. And for anyone listening, if you haven't already, please make sure you hit subscribe, hit that notification bell. If you're listening to us on iTunes or Spotify, please subscribe to us. Leave us a five-star rating. Even if you want to bash us in the comments, we will always respond. We love interacting with you all. And for those of you who've been sending us emails from iTunes, we will respond to those as well. I'll just say that. Some of them haven't been the most positive. Remember, Jim? Oh yeah, no. I mean, <laughs> if you're li- if you're still listening after that email you sent us, we we did read it. We just haven't responded. Yeah. <laughs> but with that, we want to say have a good night, everyone. Thank you for joining us, and cheers. Cheers, everyone. Have a good night, boys. The mason jar. <laughs> the mason jar. Whatever. <laughs>